Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at audibletrial.com forward slash watch out for fireballs. Over 100,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player, or for your whip. Hey, kid, you got a problem? Yeah, I'm bored. When a problem comes along, you must whip it. This weekend at the Bahendrandrandrandrandrand Superdome, it's Whip Fest. Whip Fest. That's right. Whip Fest. Whip Fest. Featuring over three miles of whips. We've got bull whips, signal whips, snake whips, riding crops, stock whips, and cats of nine tails. We have all your favorite models, including... Delight, 40 Licks. Smack Factor 12. Smack Crackle Pop. Purple Rain. Cake Whip Me. A Royal Tart. Pato 90 Tails. BDSM and M's. The only whip made out of... Sex chocolate. Are you looking for something to do at Whip Fest? Whip Fest. Why not try the flagellation station? Repent, value seekers. And are you interested in whips, but hate violence? Take a soak in our kiddie pool full of miracle whips. And we have guests, guests, guests. We have Robert Dante, author of Let's Get Cracking, the how-to book of bullwhip skills. Note this is a real book. And we have Indianapolis Jones, star of Asylum Films classic Crystal of the Kingdom Skulls and Arc Raiders. We have Michelle Pfeiffer and Catwoman. Meow! And our guest of honor, Trevor Belmont. I'm Trevor Belmont, and this is my absolute favorite whip fest. Whip fest. All that and more. Tickets are just one bag of coins each. These prices are so low, they're burning up. Watch out for fireballs. My name is Gary Butterfield. My name is Cole Ross. And you're listening to Watch Out for Fireballs. It is a retro video games podcast. And this week we are talking about Castlevania III Dracula's Curse, which is a platforming game develop- developed and published by Konami for the NES in, in 1990. Yep. Uh, this game was created as a reaction to Castlevania II Simon's Quest, which leaned heavily on kind of RPG aspects and exploration. Uh, because of this, Castlevania III is as classic as you can get for Castlevania. It's very straightforward and very difficult. Yes. Uh, you primarily play as Trevor Belmont, who is Simon's predecessor, using the Belmont Whip and artifacts to defeat enemies and bosses. Yep, uh, a.k.a. the Vampire Killer. Yes. Um, Castlevania 3 is notable for having branching paths throughout the game, letting you opt to take the high road or the low road to Dracula's castle, with a few diversions along the way. Uh, throughout the narrative, you can recruit three potential companions. Um, we've got Grant who is an acrobatic pirate who can cling to walls and change direction mid-jump, which is amazing yes. for Castlevania. Yep. Um, <clears throat> Saifa, who is a sorceress who can cast spells. And Alucard, the half-vampire who can turn into a bat. Yes, he also um, shoots fireballs. I forgot to add that. Yes, indeed. <laughs> um, uh, which companion you have with you during your attack on Dracula's castle will impact the ending that you get. Yes. 
the game is notable for having a really elaborate cartridge, uh, at least in its Japanese version on the Famicom. Uh, it featured two extra pulse waves and an extra saw wave channel, uh, putting more of the sound and music processing onto the cartridge itself, opening up new tracks, and kind of creating these uh, synthesized string symphonies, uh, mm-hmm. which was uh, unique on the platform. Uh, this let the Famicom itself handle more of the animation processing. Uh, the Western versions of the cartridges actually didn't incorporate these improvements, so we have kind of a diminished version of it that is actually really, really difficult to emulate as well. Yeah, so so I'm going to be, you know, we both played the American version, correct? Yes. Yeah, so I definitely, I, you know, I played that, but I'm going to be using music from the Japanese version. Yes, I would encourage Because that. it is better. Yeah. Um, I mean, some people, that's not a universal opinion. Most people think so, but it is, there are some ways in which it's not necessarily better, just very different. Right. But I, I'm a big, I'm a sucker for that, like, really reverby synthesized string yeah. sound, which is mostly what the... Uh, the extra sound chip is used for. I mean, we talked about this in the video game music episode, but like, you know, the ways it is better, you know, are just because of the limitations that were put on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, and just real quick before we get headlong into the episode, like uh, a minor amount of uh, to do. This is our 50th episode. Yes, it is. Of the show. So, yeah, 50 episodes. Yeah. Thank you, everybody, for sticking around this long. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely, uh, definitely appreciate it. Yeah. So um, we're you know, and this is a good, uh, good game for us to to do for. Yeah, I think it's a series that we both like a lot, mm-hmm. um, and it is one that we have not done before. So yeah, it, uh, which is kind of strange. Like we <laughs> haven't done like a classic Konami NES game. No. Yet. So uh, yeah. Um, Tell us about the plot of this classic Konami NES game. Cool. Yes. So it is 1476, and Dracula is starting to flood all of Europe with his armies of monsters. The village of Wallachia, who once exiled the Belmont clan of vampire slayers, calls on Trevor, Bel- uh, Trevor Belmont to stop Dracula. I love it when Wallachias are in season. Um, <laughs> uh, Trevor travels to Dracula's castle, uh, potentially finding those three companions we mentioned along the way. Once you reach the castle, you defeat Dracula. And hopefully it puts Europe at peace again. But since it's a prequel, we know that it does not. Right. And Castlevania will happen. Yes. There are different endings depending on who Trevor allies with. Sifa, or Sifa, I forget which, uh, ends up being his wife, so they bone down. Yep. So their relationship (laughs) is a nice arc where originally he refers to her as a him. And then... (laughs) (laughs) the uh, uh, And they they travel, you know, their relationship grows until it, it, you know, no longer bothers him. Uh, that that he was unable to determine her gender, you know, initially. Yeah. So, <laughs> do you so. Ca- do you care about the plot of Castlevania, the series at all? No, I okay. think that the more plot they add to Castlevania, the dumber it is. Yeah, it's like, like Metroid I, in that way. Yeah, it's a lot like Metroid in that way. The, and the the later um, entries in this series, like the, I feel like the series in a big way, in, or not in a big way, in a lot of ways, took a big dump. Like the uh, I haven't the handheld versions are still good. Agreed. Any of the console versions, though, I thought were pretty shitty that I played, and I haven't played that many of them. Like, like Lament of Innocence, Curse of Darkness. Yeah, those like, ones? well, yeah. I I get titles confused in this series because <laughs> like, like anything, like, you know, anything PS2 or beyond, you would say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like uh, I played uh, both the PS2 mm-hmm. uh, games, which I you know were fine. Yeah, but they're, they're not. Passable. It's like the game they start trying to be something else. They start trying to be like Devil May Cry or God of War. Yeah, and that sucks. Like, yeah. that's not, you know, that's not what this series is. Why We already have those things. Why, <laughs> we, why are you have, trying to be them? We have those yeah. things. Yeah. yeah. Uh, did you play Lord of Darkness at all? Were you, like like I said, the titles confuse me because they're always <laughs> that's like... The, that's the most like, current gen one. No, I haven't played Lord of Darkness okay. at all. 
Yeah. Is it any good? It's God of War. It's God of War. Devil May Cry. It's no. yeah. yeah. Stop that. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's just it's fine. Like I like God of War just fine, but it just I can't uh, I can't think of a reason why Castlevania should be that. Yeah. You know the uh, the handheld ones handheld ones doing the same formula over and over makes sense to me because no one else is really doing that. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm fine with that, and that's a, a really good formula. But the uh, the console ones, I have just. Uh, what's your what's your uh, what's your favorite handheld one? Um the uh, the second DS one. Oh, Portrait of Ruin. I think so. Yeah, yeah or the, it's the one where um again the titles confuse me. I <laughs> dipped my toe in almost all of them. Right. The one that had the and this isn't my favorite mechanic of it, but where had you drawing the runes? Yeah, yeah, that's portrait. Yeah, that, that was my favorite of the handheld ones. Yeah, Aria of Sorrow, man, Aria of yeah. Sorrow, Game Boy Advance. The is it the? It's not the first one. It's the last Game Boy Advance one. The first one oh. is Harmony of the Moon, or no, which no, I, it's Circle of the Moon. I which I played that one as well, almost to completion. They released like a double pack. Oh yeah, with that and uh, Harmony of Dissonance. Yeah, so yeah. I, I played that one almost to completion, and yeah. they're good. I feel like the handled ones. I mean, they're not as good as Symphony, and and someday we'll do Symphony because um, that game is yeah. really wonderful. True. Yep. Um, but this game also very wonderful. <laughs> yes. Um, and just a totally different kind of thing. Like this series does not have a uh, a standard, you know, kind of type to it. No. Uh, definitely evolves. The uh, so this is you know. It, as is per usual with when we, we do like side scrolling platformers, it's a little bit sparse. Like there's not very much plot to speak of, as we said, and what plot is there. We don't care about too much. <laughs> um, we're going to kind of go area by area and with the branching path a bit. So Cole took one path through that would totally not on purpose, which is nice. Uh, Cole <laughs> took one path through it and I took another path through it. Oh, well. so the uh, commentary will kind of diverge at some point, but, and it largely kind of depends on which companion you, yeah. you take with you. So, each uh, each of the final two paths kind of associates themselves with a companion, and then you can take Grant with you. Either <laughs> of them if you want. It's, it's um, our friends, and Zoidberg and Grant. Y- yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, so the like the, the the two paths, you know, you ha- you have the first stage, and then there's the optional clock tower. But then you can either go uh, the top path or the bottom path, which is quite literal. The top path is surface roads, and then the bottom path is actually like underground caverns, right? Yeah, sewers and aqueducts and stuff. Yeah, like going in kind of through like a back door of Dracula's castle. Yeah. The uh, the implied geography there is really cool to me. Yeah, I like that a lot. Yeah, yeah the idea that there there's you know just kind of multiple ways to approach mm-hmm. approach this thing. Um, we should talk a little bit about. Castlevania and how that uh, how it controls though. Oh God, yeah, I was because hoping it, we'd do that now and not later. Yeah, yeah, because that's a that's a that's a big part of this. Um, go go ahead. It definitely is. I mean, we mentioned when we talked about Grant how it's remarkable that he can change directions mid jump, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, that is definitely not the case for any of the others and uh, most of the series in general until you get to Symphony of the Night, uh, Symphony of the Night, I believe, um, yeah. which is like you like the 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 jumping. Uh, like Bionic Commando is precise and predictable, um, but still really stiff, probably because it is precise and predictable. Yeah, stiff, but pre- like that's kind of the, the name of the game right? Um, with these. And that's why, um, you know, which is something that took me a long time to appreciate. Like I liked these games growing up, but I get older and, and people throw this around. I'm not the first person to make this observation, but call these games kind of like an 8-bit Dark Souls yeah. Or Dark Souls, like a you know, modern-day <laughs> yes. Castlevania. Um, and it has to do with that predictability. Mm-hmm. Like, everything behaves the way you expect it to. Mm-hmm. So similar to, like, a Dark Souls, you have to play it very, like, methodically and slowly and plan your actions. Like, there's, you you know, you can't change directions before you jump, so you have to be careful when you jump. 
Um, and then there's a delay on your whip as well. So it is not like our, there are, I mean, there are reflexes involved, but it's like a slow action game. You know, like you, I mean, I feel like you really have to take it pretty slow in this game. And if you try to rush through, you're going to be punished. Yeah, there's a definite intentionality that's expected from you. Yeah. Um, especially, and this uh, comes up a lot, um, a lot of the enemies that, that fly at you and come from different angles where you have to, you know, stop and time your attack, you know, a, a little bit ahead of where they're going to be there, kind of predict where they're going to be mm-hmm. um, in order to hit them. Yeah. Um, so again, it's something that as a, as a kid, like I, I like these games, but it doesn't like the game, you know, the, the way that it feels to play is not very empowering at all. Right. Um, but as an adult, I really appreciate it. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm pretty into it. Um, I, I keep thinking about, and this is kind of insane, but doing like a playthrough of the series, you know, and I, some people have modded two to make it, you know, to uh, sand off some of the rough edges <laughs> to make it scrutable. Yeah. Well, not just to make it scrutable, but also just make it like a lot more user friendly and have added, uh, you know, uh, some like additional characters and, and, you know, hints and stuff like that. And, uh, I've thought about doing that and just kind of going through the series because like, it's pretty, it's pretty deep for the NES. Like the actual play part of it is pretty satisfying when it works. Yeah. yeah. The, like this would make an ex like the, like if this had remained just a trilogy, it would have been awesome. Not yeah. that, not that everything that came after it wasn't really good, but like that is a really solid three games. Oh right yeah, there. and yeah, and and this is even and this is even without a modded number two. Like I still right. I play the shit out of Castlevania two. Like I have a lot of affection for that game, even though like I recognize what's wrong with it. Yeah, um, I still think that's a pretty good game. Um, okay, so whip based puns aside, it's kind of like Indiana Jones, where two, you know, Temple of Doom. It's kind of like yeah, well, I'll take it. Yeah, still incredibly flawed, but that's nah, it's part of the thing. Someone should mod Temple of Doom. <laughs> I just want to. I just want that. I just want the a repeating image of his face going. We are going to die. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I love that gift. I, it's it's one of my all time favorites. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. But yeah. So you, so you you have this like very set jump arc, um, very set jump distance. Mm-hmm. Can't control that. You have this delay in your whip action. Um, secondary weapons yes. all behave the same same way. Um, you know, and they all have very predictable arcs and kind of fire patterns. So it's really, you know, it's about planning. Mm-hmm. Um, the, uh, the unpredictability comes in when like, unlike a dark souls where like a lot of times, anytime something is an unlimited spawning enemy, mm-hmm. they behave, they come in kind of random intervals, Yeah, you know, which, which makes it a, uh, you know, you have to really kind of, I don't know, you just have to take it really slow, which is what kind mm-hmm. of surprised me about this. Yeah. And just like with anything on the NES, the edge of the screen is so trouble. It's like yeah. just like like just that like that is the most problematic area yeah. Of, yeah. of anything, really. Um, yeah. But uh, but even those like the Medusa heads or the crows, uh, the parabolic owls. Uh, yeah. Yeah, those owls fucking drive me nuts. <laughs> like they're like, you know, anything that flies kind of has this, uh, you know, sinusoidal trajectory. That you mm-hmm. can like even then you know observation is 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 empowered right yep you know so paying attention and you know calling your shots is uh, is is definitely valuable the uh, what it kind of reminded me of and this is not it doesn't have very much in common with this but just the same you know like slow action like uh, and that's thing I always think of with uh, the modern Resident Evils like the uh, you know four and on where like they're not. Uh, they're action games, but like it's all about lining up your shots, right? You know, um, like slow considered action, mm. which is is not. There aren't very many examples of that in gaming. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, and then there are, there are all the regular tropes of Castlevania. So there are those power-up items. There are whip upgrades. Can you figure out what the fuck that like thing is, that like chandelier <laughs> that no. you pick up to get a whip upgrade? <laughs> no, I can't. Um, and then the, the numbers, the double and triple shot, which as I didn't know what those did until like two weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't I think I ever figured out what they did. Well, like, well, what are they? Oh, they're awesome. They um, They make your secondary weapon double or triple hit. Oh, wow. I don't know how you got through this game without like exploiting those because that was a big part of me getting through this game as an adult was uh, picking those up. Like the, the secret, my secret to Castlevania three, the way I thought it was to get holy water, get it up to level three. And then you can kind of spam it on a lot of bosses mm-hmm. and get through them. You know, so I would get to a boss sometimes with one hit left. Like I would die on the first hit and I would still luck out because I could just jam on the holy water. Oh. Um, but it makes it so that's what those things are. And, and they pick up, it depends. I think, you kill 10 things with your secondary weapon and it gives you a shot upgrade. Mm. Um, but that's what those are. And I never knew what they were up until this yeah. playthrough. If I exploited them, it was inadvertently. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Um, so the game does start out fairly gentle. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you're in a countryside village, you've got the super jam and music <laughs> and uh, all the enemies are pretty, pretty easy yeah. to get through. And they just load you up with power ups. Like you're getting lots of hearts and lots of both your whip upgrades right away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you're seeing all of the uh, the classic Castlevania um, enemies. It's been a long time since I've gone back to the NES, um, mm-hmm. you know, games, and like to see stuff like, oh yeah, the dragon towers and the and the skeletons and the zombies, mm-hmm. like, and they behave and they move in a really predictable way. So it kind of like it caught me off guard how much of like this Pavlovian familiarity there was with mm-hmm. the way those things moved and their proportions too. Yeah, yeah, definitely a game I spent tons of time with. As, as a kid, this and uh, actually all three on the NES, I spent a lot of time with. No. Um, secret, uh, secret shame. I've never, I've only dabbled in Castlevania Four. Um, I love Castlevania Four. Yeah, I need, to, I need to pick that up because it's, it's yeah. the last of like the really good classic ones that I haven't spent very much time with. Yeah. Um, it, the, the, this was one of those weird series that like, uh, like I played more of it on the Game Boy uh, hmm. than I did on the NES. Which is real strange. Yeah, the, uh, the remakes or the terrible Game Boy like Castlevania Adventure and Castlevania uh, Castlevania Castlevania Adventure. Yipes! Isn't that, yeah. is, well? There's there's two of them. One of them is god fucking awful, and one of them's not as bad, right? Uh, I don't remember. Like it's, it's weird. I was young, man. <laughs> yeah, those I I picked up uh, the first Game Boy one, and it's unplayable. Like I I had a really hard time with that. Yeah, I think it was um, two. Yeah, yeah. The second one's supposed to be a little bit better. Yeah. Um. The, uh, and then we we should talk about stairs a little bit because the game is introducing <laughs> that and then <laughs> that's that's going to be a, a problem during your entire time with this. Yeah, you uh, so so you're stuck to the stairs. You can't jump off of them, which is a real problem, um, mm-hmm. especially later on when there are timed missions in towers and such. Uh, yep. But uh, fortunately, you can't attack off of them, which is nice. But you also can attack onto them because the NES controller doesn't have enough buttons. To where you have like a get on, you know, you don't have a secondary weapon button. Oh, yeah. So the way you use your secondary weapon is press up and B. And if you happen to be on stairs, you'll climb the stairs instead of doing the the attack. Yeah, yeah. Which is frustrating. And that's just a, a hardware limitation. But that's one of those things like the ways this game is not great. And I really love this game. But the ways it kind of falls down are when it is unpredictable because it kind of banks so much on being a really uh, kind of, uh, you know, calcified experience. Right. And, uh. This is one of those ways where it's like I'm not anytime I'm not doing exactly what I intend to do is kind of a problem. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, bosses 
the, like, the, like, mm-hmm. like the boss of this first stage is, uh, is kicking rad. He's this uh, big lizard man skeleton guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And this is kind of sets a template for a lot of the bosses that you'll run to later where you're in an arena with some kind of platforms. You can do some, you know, essentially just a dodge. Like right. that is what your, you know, your defensive vocabulary is entirely uh, to get out of the way. <laughs> and your jump height is, you know, really modest um, in comparison to a lot of video games in comparison to like a Mega Man or a Mario who could, you know, easily jump over an enemy. Whereas you have to time it perfectly if you're just going to jump over a dude. So you yeah. need to get that leg up um, and kind of plan and kite them back and forth. And this first boss is a really good example of that. Yeah. Um, the other thing that this lays out is how big of a deal it is that the when you kill a boss, you get your HP back. Oh, God, yeah. Like that that's really awesome mm-hmm. and really like feels good because you, you know, I barely beat more bosses in this than almost any other game other than Dark Souls. <laughs> like beat with one hit left. Yeah. And I, you know, I made liberal use of save states on, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of these. And, like, I would end up in the boss arena with maybe, like, two bars left of health or something. Yeah. And so it's a lot of, you know, like, it, it was it was almost like I was learning how to beat these bosses with no hits. <laughs> yeah. That's how I ended the game. My initial, so my, my save state um, kind of regimen for this when I first started out was, and I used them, you know, pretty liberally. Uh because I didn't want to lose all my upgrades and everything. Right. But anytime I went through a door, I would save state right. for the first like half of the game. And then the second half of the game, you know, there are some bosses later on where it's like, I got a hit. I'm in a relatively safe place, <laughs> yep. safe state. Like, um, and that's, you know, I could have done it. I could have beat my head up against it and kept trying it, mm-hmm. you know, if I wanted to, but that's one of those things where, uh, as an adult, it gets uh, <laughs> frustrating. And those little bits I was, you know, talking about where I'm not doing exactly what I want to do. Right. You know, little bits where the, the controller, or the uh, controls will let me down a little. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. Um, and the game, right, you know, one of its central hooks, it puts right here. So right after this, you have a chance to to go and do this kind of little side mission mm-hmm. if you want. Yeah, into a classic Castlevania stage, which is yep. the uh, the clock tower. I don't see why you wouldn't do it, but uh, it, it explains it very poorly. I, I never read the manual, so I'm not I'm not quite sure. But it's like, which one do you want to go to? And you know, the clock tower just looked more interesting to me. The clock tower also looks like it goes right to Dracula, or it's like if you were drawing like out of the crow flies. Oh, yeah, that's true. It's between you and, and Dracula's castle. Mm-hmm. Um, but it turns out just to be like a, a little like a side quest. Yeah, a really well designed one too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is one of my favorite stages. Uh, in this game or in a Castlevania. Yeah. Um, really good music. Mm-hmm. Um, really tricky, but fun, like, platforming yeah. stuff. Which, I mean, that's kind of a staple for these clock tower. I mean, there, has there been a clock tower? Uh, at least in every in every Castlevania game I've played, there's been a clock tower level. Yeah. And this one is relatively light on Medusa heads. Even though in my notes I say Medu- Medusa heads, fuck this. <laughs> that's the classic like this i was thinking about this game in terms of like that damn bat mm-hmm. and like the damn bats are anything that flies right in this game like anything that's on the ground i feel like i can take it uh unless it's standing at the top of the stairs then it's a pain in the ass right but the uh the medusa heads are tough but there are fewer of them um and the i ended up watching uh you know just in bed idly after i beat this watched a speed run mm-hmm. or before not at, while i was beating it like halfway through <laughs> the game and the uh the medusa heads if you're on a 
flat platform, right before they hit you, just like tap back and tap forward again, and you'll walk under them. Oh, wow. And you can do it really consistently with a little practice. Well, it's like invincibility so, frames. <laughs> yeah, it's a little weird counting. It's very frame county and, and weird. It wasn't a speed runner. It was a guy who beat this in, in a half hour or so. Huh. Um, but it, that doesn't help if you're on stairs. Uh, but that's kind of the main main thing because the the other thing we should talk about when we're talking about just Castlevania legacy mechanics is uh, knockback. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 8-bit knockback. And this game has a lot of pits. And uh, if you get hit, you're flying back about one, you know, Simon Belmont whiff. Yeah. Or two Tumba whiffs. <laughs> Wait a minute. So, let me open up Wolfram, Al- Wolfram Alpha. Alpha so I can... <laughs> yeah. Let's get a conversion chart going. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, man, this looks pretty, although this gets into a little something with any kind of overly intricate 8-bit art, uh, especially in level design, where it's really tough to tell the foreground from the background. Hmm. Yeah, and I I didn't have that problem too much with this this stage. There are a couple stages later where I had a little bit more of that. Right, but maybe it was my color blindness working for me. Oh, true. And because uh, that could definitely be where there's less contrast between things that uh, you know, that there it would be better or worse if there were more. Um, I really like how intricate the background is. Oh yeah, like that's a huge technical achievement of this game is just how cool it looks. And if you pause, like the gears still move in the background, mm-hmm. which is really neat. Um. You're, you're mainly you're, so you're just climbing this tower in order to get to a uh, you know in order to get to Grant whether you know it or not right. and he has been uh, turned into like a big dopey looking monster <laughs> yeah like all of the, the the bosses that you fight that are like the other when you fight Alucard later he looks real stupid yeah so. it's a, <laughs> I don't know it's kind of like Power Rangers or something where they would monsterfy somebody yeah like make him grow yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah well, uh, I yeah. got child of the nineties. Um, anyway, <laughs> yeah, well, no, that's what she said. I was, I was picking up on your reference. Like, yeah. didn't she say like, by the power of, mm-hmm. yeah, by the, pow- know, by, by, by the power of great Rangers. Yeah. Yeah. Something. Yeah. I can't remember what it was. I, uh, whatever her name was. Yeah. Um, my favorite part of that show was Balkan skull, which are like, <laughs> just like those two, like, just boom, 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 boom. it was so like, yeah. like, weird, like, why is that appealing to kids? Like they, <laughs> Such like a slapstick vaudevillian, you know. Yeah. I, I got the sense that I got the sense that they were like Rocksteady and Bebop before they got oozed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty, more or less. Me and my friend Austin wanted to be Balk and Skull for uh, Halloween one year, and never ended up doing it. And we didn't. I, we didn't like Power Rangers. I fucking hated that show. I just liked like these two bumbling morons yeah, on there, like... and I wanted to carry on a boombox. It was like do, 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 do. you know, just played stupid sounding music the entire time. We were... Um, That'd be pretty good. Yeah. Hmm. Um, so you've, Grant's a real easy boss. Right. Um, I think he he does that thing where he crawls on the ceiling and throws things at you and then can drop down on you. Yeah. Like like many bosses. Um, there's a DuckTales boss that did that, the uh, king of the underground sphere people or whatever. Yeah. I'm sure um, there's at least five Ninja Gaiden bosses who do the same thing. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah that's, that's a real Ninja Gaiden trick. Yeah. Um, God. For a second, I was like, "We should do a Ninja Gaiden," but the, that, that game is way harder than this. <laughs> the uh, like, like the thought, like, like occurred to me, like I would say seven times throughout this, like, "Oh, we should do uh, Ninja Gaiden too." <laughs> yeah, <yikes. laughs> like I, I, that Those, game was really good too. Yeah, um, but that is fucking that's hard. Yeah, um, the cool thing, and then so the other big innovation in this game, though, is after you beat Grant, he turns back into regular mode mm-hmm. and will join you. Yeah, and you do this curt little handshake. <laughs> and you find out his name is Grant Dynasty. It's like, you know, it sounds like a male stripper. More or less. 
he's, um, he's about ready to throw down versus at you. Yeah. <laughs> My name's Grant the Nasty, and I'm here to say I climb ceilings in a special way. <laughs> uh, it's actually, I think it's supposed to be Grant Dynasty. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm positive of it. But he's the Nasty Grant. The Nasty Grant. Yeah, there's a, there's a couple of uh, real weird translation things. I can't, Simon Belmont's name was really dumb, too. Yeah, yeah. In the uh, in the Japanese version, his name is Ralph C. Belmondo. <laughs> like no kidding. Like, I'm not Back kidding. to porn star. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Ralph C. Belmondo. Hello. Like that's the name I'm gonna check into hotels under from now on. <laughs> Hello, Mr. Belmondo. <laughs> um, Paging Mr. Belmondo, Mr. <laughs> Belmondo to the front desk. <laughs> oh man, get that but, reference, listener. I, I bet, I bet you, I bet you they got it. Okay, cool. I should, I should hope so. Um, the uh, so and then they introduce you to this new character, who's Grant, who controls yeah. in a totally different way. I wish that I just kept him through the whole game. The uh, I I like all the the companions. Like I went through, I didn't play all the way through the the Cypher mm-hmm. way of doing it, but there's like I feel like there's advantages to all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, Grant's pretty good. Yeah. Um, Cypher, I ended up liking Cypher a lot too. Even though it wasn't the one I beat the game with. Right. So, like, I but liked yeah. her, but, like, I wasn't. I felt like Trevor had enough. This is maybe a conversation for later. I felt like Trevor had enough uh, attack prowess, you know, mm. with the different power ups and things like that. And, you know, her spells are primarily what she attacks through. Um, that's, yeah. uh, the, you know, that, that's her usefulness. Whereas with this game, you know, Grant made it play almost like a different game. Yeah. With, like, uh, Grant and Alucard are like the yeah. traversal heroes yeah you know they give you the traversal powers and then uh trevor and cypher are kind of boss killers yeah yeah if only you could end up having like grant and cypher oh that's true so here's the thing like i i think that canonically and this is like a resident evil one kind of thing canonically uh all three of them got to got to uh dracula's Mm -hmm. castle um although in any one playthrough uh at least one of them is going to remain monsterfied yeah (laughs) yeah that's true like you're just never either uh yeah and we'll see what their fates are, if not. Uh, but the, uh, I guess, I guess Alucard is not actually monsterfied when you run into him. He's just testing you. I suppose, yeah. It's, it's that trope. Well, he's a half vampire, Gary. He technically is a monster. Yeah, he is. Under, he is D- a under D&D rules. Yeah. <laughs> we'll check his alignment. We'll yeah. find out. Mm. The, uh, uh, the cool thing about getting Grant here, though, is that you have to go back down the clock tower. I love to get crumbling. Yeah. I love and, any, any level that is designed to be go through two ways. Yep. Yeah. And it, it's really elegantly designed because if you go back down as Trevor, mm-hmm. you're not well equipped for it. Right. But as Grant, with your ability to like crawl on walls and your like much greater speed, um, it, it's kind of a breeze. Um, but it's really empowering to go through this thing that was pretty tough to get up. And yep. You had to go slow and careful that you can actually just rush through with Grant. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, definitely. Um, I, I like how the mechanic by which you you know swap characters is like a soul meld so you it pauses everything and it takes like a good three seconds to two <laughs> but you slowly morph into whoever your companion is yep yeah and you can and the, the important part of that mechanically is you share the same health bar and hearts yes um you can have different sub weapons but right. you share the same health bar and heart so like yeah. there's no you know beating down a boss then switching to to trevor to finish them off yeah it's not marvel versus capcom yeah exactly exactly you're not tagging anybody in yeah but, and the other thing they introduce you to on your way back down are like treasures only Grant can get to. Mm-hmm. And you will actually will see some of these before this. Right. Um, which is kind of interesting because there is kind of a new game plus. You can play after you beat the game with Grant. You can start the game with Grant. Oh, cool. 
um, if you keep going, yeah, um, or with one of the companions, you can get some some candles. But the, you know, the best thing a candle is going to have is like a, you know a big heart right. in it. So it's not really worth like going through the game again, you know, just to have the companion with you. Yeah, no meats. Yeah, or or you can find some some wall meat. But even like a wall <laughs> meat isn't. There's you know this is kind of before games would have like permanent upgrades you know you're not going to unlock concept art or anything like that i like, just think within that playthrough you're not going to find game cash to unlock. Yeah, yeah exactly yeah yeah uh, <laughs> yeah but uh man i really like grant it's uh it's just a problem that he never shows up again in the series yeah yeah well he's also um he never shows up again and he was so a lot of differences between the japanese and american versions and one of the biggest is that grant was like significantly more awesome in the Japanese version, his yeah. regular attack was to throw a dagger. Right. And he didn't just have this like little short range puny thing. Mm-hmm. So if you got, you know, if you got some, some, uh, some number, you know, a, a triple hit or double hit on that, mm-hmm. you could be pretty powerful and really mobile. Right. Um, you just, you'd be lacking defense, but you'd be pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, Grant is really cool. Like he's very, very good. Yeah. And then after this, this is, is, is this the big diversion point or is it halfway through the black forest? It's, I think it's, um, uh, partway through okay. the Black Forest. I think yeah. you do the Black Forest kind of regardless of which. No, that's not true because the um, the Hammer Knight that you fight at the end of the Black Forest, that is the, the Sypha pathway. Mm, so okay. it's it's before the Black Forest um, where you go down. I don't know the names for the areas that I went through, yeah. um, but that's where you start going through the aqueducts and sewers and we can kind of yeah. talk about this. And, and, well, let's actually go through the, uh, the Sypha exclusive stuff okay and then yeah. i'll talk about the alucard exclusive stuff yeah like that makes more sense than passing back and forth yeah yeah yep. so uh with the sypha path you are actually going you know over the surface roads so you start out in the black forest um which is uh like any you know forest area filled with uh filled with flying enemies these uh, uh parabolic owls yeah uh, it's lousy with spooky owls yes <laughs> <laughs> and then man those things are hard because they they, you can't you can't duck under them like you're no. you they you know you have to uh, and they come back for that secondary swoop mm-hmm. which always got me and they're invincible until they come out and spread their wings right they're still in the background so those things fucking yeah. suck so they're not so much enemies as just environmental hazards at that point uh, yeah that you just have to time your way throughout um, no. yeah it's a real it's a real big problem uh, it's also problematic because this stage does this weird thing where it hides the staircases. Uh, to the foreground in really strange, in really strange areas. So it can kind of seem like you're in a in a dead eye in, in a dead end, which makes no sense because it's a 2D game. Um, mm-hmm. This isn't, you know, and there aren't dead ends here. Yeah, there are no dead ends. Everything is a pathway, um, and you can't really backtrack that much. So it's it's really, you know, you just have to kind of look around. So it's a limitation of the art. But yeah, uh, yeah, a little bit more contrast. Even though there's a lot of contrast in the game. Like in the color palette. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's kind of a uh, kind of ridiculous how much orange there is in this game. <laughs> like it's the most frequent color. Yeah, which is really kind of strange because it's not a very. Uh, I, I think that that like orange is like the canonical NES color. Yeah. Like I just I, when I when I think of NES games, I think of this. I think of that 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 that, that kind of mildly bright orange that happens to be, uh, mm. you know, pretty much everywhere. I can see it. Like I I, I never I haven't thought of a canonically. NES color before. <laughs> yeah. I just, um, you, you, like, you don't see it anywhere else. Like, it, it gave way to kind of more natural colors throughout, mm-hmm. but just, like, just way more orange was shown on NES. Yeah, like I'm not Simon sure Belmont if... is orange. Right. Like, he's he, he is wearing an orange costume. Like, it's kind of <laughs> strange. Yeah. 
Um, like, I defy you to go buy an orange shirt right I now. I think it's supposed to be leather. Do you think it's supposed to be leather? Oh, yeah. I guarantee okay. it's supposed to be leather, but it's not. <laughs> like, it, it, there aren't any, you know, it's a horse of a different color that he slayed for that leather. leather. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't understand how he got this orange leather. Yeah. But uh, but yeah no it, it looks cool like it looks really cool it's got the it's got the uh, greens and the grays it's kind of like a like a you know uh, dark root kind of feel mm-hmm. God yep. I, I, I people must get really frustrated when, when we just assume that they know what we're talking about Well uh, they should start playing those people should play Dark Souls <laughs> That's true like, that's not our problem that's their problem <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's a problem with the world damn it Yeah it's like the best game in the last ten years you idiots play it. <laughs> so good. Um, Oh man, but yeah, uh, the boss in this area is a boss that kind of recurs um, a, mm-hmm. a couple times um, in some of the boss rushes where they just got a little bit lazy and decided, ah, I'll just throw that guy in yeah. uh, the, the the Hammer Knight, yeah, <laughs> which yeah. is a boss who, when you're when you're standing uh, on the level with it, uh, you know, can just steamroll you. However, there are conveniently conveniently placed platforms that uh, give you the exact uh, uh, height that you need to attack the hammer, which somehow is its weakness. I always thought that you were attacking his head. No, it's it's his hammer, which is orange. Um, hmm. Yeah, aren't they at the same level though? How can you tell that you're attacking one versus the other? I always assumed that it was the that that was the weak point because it was the brighter color, hmm. which is which which actually does hold under NES logic. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I like it, you're, we're <laughs> we're talking about attacking the same place. <laughs> yeah, it is one of them being an enemy's weak point makes more sense to me, even okay. though I guess color wise, like you know, it makes sense. Yeah. But yeah, did you see that video I put on Facebook of like the trick you can do with this guy uh no if you throw a dagger at him when lightning strikes the lightning will strike the dagger and hit him what yep that's crazy that's it's fucking bonkers but that like is... you're, you're playing it in a lightning storm oh that's and true if, if you if you hit him with a, the dagger like the lightning flashes for a second mm-hmm. before before it strikes and if you time it perfectly and you hit him in the face with a dagger it takes about a fourth of his health he gets struck by lightning that is crazy town banana pants gary yeah, it's awesome. Like, huh. what a cool little detail. Um, <laughs> yeah, I just I read it on a wiki somewhere, and I'm like, oh, I gotta find video of that. And then I, mm-hmm. I put it up on the on our Facebook. Um, I'll, it'll be in the show notes as well. But uh, it's yeah, it's super rad. Um, it seems inconvenient because the boss is not that hard, and right. timing that seems very difficult. And then you'd also be using the dagger. So there are a lot of reasons not to do it. Right. But the uh, uh, it's a neat little de- throwaway kind of detail. Wow. Yep. Huh. Um, the uh, what's your what's your favorite sub weapon? I, I like the axe a lot, honestly. Yeah, yeah. It's because it does the diagonal, which mm-hmm. like you can't do with your with your whip. Right. Yeah. Like it, it hits so much more of the screen area than than mm-hmm. other stuff that I've the, 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 that I've found. Yeah. yeah. I, I end up going for holy water for for kind of boss boss cheesing. Right. Um, which is not very useful in stages, but was really you know I wouldn't have beat many of the bosses without it. Yeah, and I just I found the I found the stages so much more difficult than the, the than the bosses. That that's 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 often true. But what would happen is I get to the end of the boss with only like one or two hits left. No, oh, yeah, because the stages were so difficult. So it's kind of you know a trick either way. And then also the way that I took um, now I'm not trying to pull out a Nintendo EPness or anything, but <laughs> the uh, the downward path. Uh, is widely considered to be the harder one. Right, right. And there, there's a couple bosses down there, or there's one boss down there that's fucking bullshit. <laughs> um, like, I definitely ended up having to, uh, yeah, to cheese. Yeah. But uh, here's here's where you get uh, Saifa. Saifa has yes. been para- uh, petrified. 
Mm-hmm. She is a statue, and you uh, unfreeze her. You uh, mistake her for a dude, fall in mm-hmm. love with her, but then she reveals in a reverse, uh, you know, uh, crying game kind of situation. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a chick. Um, yeah. Spoilers and you still, and you for the crying it. game. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. We should probably bleep that out. <laughs> Don't watch the crying game. Yeah. Um. The nobody. <laughs> do not watch this. The uh, uh, yes, and Saifa, Saifa looks really cool. Like I used to draw Saifa on notebooks a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Like the idea of this kind of mage. Like I've always gravitated towards that kind of thing. Right. My fantasy fiction style yeah. stuff. Like I always liked, uh, you know, magelings. And uh, she's pretty cool. Like her, she controls very similarly to Simon Belmont. Right. Much less range with her. Like, st- what, do you know what she's attacking with? It's like a rod. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, you know, tossing this rod around, but her whole thing is that her sub weapons are replaced with three spells. Yes. That are all very powerful. Incredible. Um, yeah. Like, and, and so she ends up being kind of like your high damage dealing, but, you know, no better mobility, kind of lower defense mm-hmm. than, than, uh, Trevor. Right. Yeah. And, uh, I, I didn't play around with her spells as much as I, as much as I would have liked to, honestly. I pretty much just stuck with the lightning, um, mm. whenever, well, whenever, whenever yeah. I had the chance to. The lightning is the like the super boss killer. Right. The best spell for stages. So I guess I have to take something back. So when we talk about her not being good for stages, um, if you can get the freeze oh, spell, yeah? that is amazing because it kills any enemy in one hit. Like you can freeze an enemy and then smack him. Oh, wow. and it kills anything and also makes it not hurt you and immobilizes it. Um, oh, that's so that, huge. That, yeah, yeah, it's it's a really great spell. And then later you can use it to freeze water. So mm-hmm. if you're in that area with like later where the uh, mermen are coming out of the flowing aqueducts, mm-hmm. um, it freezes the water so you can walk on top of it. Holy no enemies crap. come out of it. And, yeah, so she's got a lot of utility in that one spell, <laughs> which like introduces another idea in this game is when you get like the sub weapon you want, you have to be really careful about Not to pick up other ones. <laughs> yeah, because the the way so when you attack you stop. I don't think we mentioned that the way to continue moving forward while attacking is a jump forward and attack, which was kind of my primary motive, you know, hitting candles and stuff. But you ended up getting stuck with the dagger right. a lot of times when you do that. So, yeah. And with Saifa, you end up getting, uh, the most common thing for her is the fireball, which is really good for bosses, but little else. Right. So it's like a basic attack. Yep. Yeah. So I got her, but I ended up not using her for too much aside from when I needed, uh, from when I needed some, uh, artillery. Yeah, um, it's really subversive of them because the next stage is a really like grant friendly stage. Oh yeah. To, like, yeah. Tempt you with, you know, and her, like I said, her utility kind of comes up later, but for here you'd be much better served with grant. Yeah. This is the, this is the ghost ship, uh, which mm-hmm. again, kind of one of these classic, uh, Castlevania, uh, kind of, kind of appeals when, when you said like drawing Sypha, like so much of Castlevania, I can see being drawn like on a trapper keeper. Totally. And ballpoint. Pen. <laughs> well, something I wanted, like I, wasn't sure when to bring it up, but like, so when you think about, you know, Konami and, uh, Capcom who are kind of like the twin Kings of the NES, right? Yeah. Like they, you know, the big series and, and a lot of, you know, really good series for the Nintendo, like such different, uh, uh, and I talked about this in the last one when I was talking about, you know, figuring out the difference between a developer and a publisher. Mm-hmm. Like Capcom is very candy colored and fun. And I love Mega Man games. Um, and you know, DuckTales and stuff. Konami games were badass though. Yeah. Like, in a way that they were not. Like, this game, like, Castlevania is badass. Mm-hmm. Like, it, you know, everything looks really cool. It's still Nintendo graphics, but, you know, it just, it it appealed to, like, the, you know, the young 
angry young man I was <laughs> quite a bit. And same thing with like Contra too. Like Contra is pretty badass. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know? you're you're running around like through organ meat in the final level. Of yeah, that. just like you know, shooting guys with a machine gun and everything. Like this was definitely yeah. the more like kind of a adult version of those two games like you know and kind of the trappings and it's high enough fidelity like there's enough detail to it that you can like you know recognize what it is without it being like this melange of pixels right yeah especially with castlevania mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. and uh just like and and really like you you know they there's not an awful lot of like uniqueness to the designs that they do i mean they're they're basically just looking at universal horror film you know Mm -hmm. monsters or mythology right but they pull it off in such a way that it's like awesome yeah, every, I mean, there are things that legitimately look creepy in this game. Right. Like uh, one specific example that's like one of the phases of the end boss mm-hmm. um, that's really unnerving, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, which is which is tough to do, you know, in, in a uh, in an eight bit game. Right. So so kudos to you, you know, and then and then the the other thing that they did that made it you know actually feel like not scary, like it's hard to say like I am scared by a Castlevania game. Yeah, they're not survival horror. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like they're not made to scare you, but the things that you know they do to unnerve you is that that difficulty and that kind of helplessness that you have mm-hmm. in the game. You know, it's not a very empowering game, and those two things kind of put together, you know, established a mood, which even that is hard to do. You know, coupled with the music, mm-hmm. um, you know, and and then just kind of like font choice. Yeah. Um, you know, everything about it kind of does contribute to to a mood. Yeah. It is it is extremely aesthetically successful. Yeah. Yep. And very consistent. Yeah. Yep. Man, those skeletons that hold their own skulls are metal as fuck. Yeah, man. Like this this, <laughs> this is the game. Like, listen, if you like spooky skeletons, this is <laughs> you know I do. Game. Yeah, I know. And who doesn't? Spooky skeletons. I want them to become like the next big thing. Like none of this ninjas <laughs> and pirate shit. Spooky skeletons versus fedora lords. That's the flash game I want. <laughs> Um, yeah, uh, but th- this game has some of the best skeletons of all time. Yes. <laughs> Including these, like, ones holding the fencer skeletons holding their own head. Yeah. Yep. Super so, cool. So good. Yeah. But, uh, the ghost ship, the breakable platforms start showing up, which would mm-hmm. really, really help if Grant was there. But, uh, he was not there for me. So I mm-hmm. ended up having to, uh, have, having to, uh, move faster than Trevor is cool. really geared up to. Yep. Cool. That time that there was only one set of footprints, that was when Grant was carrying you. <laughs> Don't say he wasn't there with you, are you? <laughs> where, where I went to school, like in my middle school, there was one teacher who had three of those posters. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what happens in your life when you have to be reminded of that idea constantly? Well, once by the, once by the glue sticks, once by the... <laughs> yeah, yeah, like once by the, yeah. Uh, just you know what what's happening? Do you like it's like it's one of those things like the Lord's Prayer? Like is one of the explicitly religious things that I think is actually really valuable wisdom. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I just had like three or four of the things reminding me of it, like <laughs> yeah. you should you should you know call the principal about me. Like I'm I'm gonna shoot up the place or something. Like if I just have to constantly be reminded of that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is kind of like you should be on a list if you buy more than like two of those. Yeah, like, exactly. one for you and one for a friend. Yeah, <laughs> here, buddy. I bought you the Lord's Prayer. The uh, it's like certain library books. It's gonna be like that scene in Seven where oh, Morgan yeah. Freeman and, and Brad Pitt are like, well, he invested, he checked out Dante's Inferno, and he bought three Lord's Prayers. This, this is our <laughs> Let's man. roll, boys. Puts this, puts the siren up, dumps his coffee out. Yep, yep. <laughs> oh man, that is such a good movie. 
Um, anyway. Lots of seven references right really. I know, um, right? It is, it is a great movie. Yeah. Um, <sighs> Kevin Spacey. Uh, yeah, he's, he's, he's mostly good. Mostly good. He's about half good. Um, Brad Pitt's the secret weapon of that movie up until the end. Like, that's really in his career, but he's... <laughs> True. He's really good. Yeah. Um, the, uh, uh, so, you know, you're, you're going through the ship. Pretty cool. It's a ghost ship. Pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And you, uh, you run into a kind of a mid-boss, um, which is this Medusa. A lot of the, uh, the bosses from Castlevania 1 show up as mid-bosses yeah. and stuff in Castlevania 3. Well, they're not quite full bosses yet. It took them a couple centuries to get up to get up to snuff, right? Yeah, it makes sense. They had to, yeah, they they had to take their like licks. The, from the whips, uh, little uh, Pikas. <laughs> or, uh, yeah, is that the name of the baby Pikachu? Uh, Pichu. Pichu. That's what I was trying to think of. I think you're thinking of uh, Pokemon number one twenty-seven. Yeah, no, it wouldn't be one twenty-seven. He'd <laughs> be in the two hundreds. No, Fuck. exactly. Yeah, you fucked up that joke. <laughs> yeah, um, it's okay. Can you? I'll, like, I'll marker that. Can you edit that out? Huh? No. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like that. I sounded huh? pretty sad when I said no. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I, yeah, I, I, I'm such a hypocrite. Like, I think that it's dorky to know the numbers of the Pokemon, but, you know, I can name the first 250 Pokemon by sight. That's not dorky. Yeah. But knowing their numbers, that's too far. <laughs> Way too much. I had a poster of the Pokemon on my fucking wall. So, so did I, man. Like, and, I, and, and for listeners, to remind you, like, I'm like six years older than Cole. So. <laughs> I, was, I was 12. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, they, like, that can't be right. That puts me at 18. I was not 18 years old and had a poster of them. I I think I was maybe like 16. Okay, so I was. But I could have got the poster earlier. So. I was I was 11. Pokemon Red came out in 1998, so I was in fifth grade. Mm, in the United States, though, because I in uh, before school, me and my buddies used to watch the cartoon because it happened like at right you know right before school o'clock, <laughs> and it was just that was it was when anime was like a bewildering. You know, oh, yeah. it was just like a mystery. Like, I was just like, why are people yelling and tears are flying out of their head? Like, this is so random and weird. Um, and it was also it was just very life affirming. So, yeah, regardless if she is the Pichu of Medusa's, you do fight Medusa here. And uh, she throws her hair at you like usual. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. Not too like, terribly tough. No, she's she's not too bad. And I was, you know, Saifa at this point on this playthrough and had my, my fire spell and just kind of walked up to her and spammed her. Like, I had enough health to just kind of tank it yeah. her gimmick is that she freezes you you know kind yeah. of turns you to stone and can then hit you with the hair right um and then once it hits you there's nothing you can really do like you're stuck until you get hit right so yeah yeah it's it's weird like these one screen boss fights mm-hmm. you know you you we hit these nes games you know in such a way that like we hit them and then we you know we, we take like three four months uh, maybe even more than that most times. Then we come back to him and it's like, oh, there's just one screen that you're working with. Yeah. And yeah. so. Which is, which, like, I kind of like. Like, yeah. it's like, you get, you know, it's it's all there on the page. Yeah. You know, this, these are the resources you're going to be working with. The game does that where, like, it when the boss is coming in, it does that. Dun, 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 dun. Um, like, it's giving you a chance to look and see what the arena is. Mm-hmm. You know, so if you take that time that it gives you, you can kind of master your surroundings really quickly that's true yeah yeah but uh yeah her her pattern's pretty easy to pretty easy to predict too mm-hmm. so yeah um after you beat her and she's a mid boss like the mm-hmm. the bossing in this game is a little inconsistent yeah it's real you know, tough to like like even just like keeping track of like what stage is what mm-hmm. is really hard yeah because yeah. of the way it branches and such 
Yep. Yeah. But uh, uh, but then you move on. There's another area that has kind of these rotating platforms. I forget. Were these in the first two games where like you had like the Super mm-hmm. Mario World, you know, fulcrum lever kind of stuff? No, they definitely weren't in number two, and I don't think they're in number one. Right. Um, yeah, this is a good time to have Grant if you had him. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but getting through, you know, it's pretty short little run up through these things to get to the actual boss yeah. uh, of the game. Which is one of these like kind of boss rushes the game does every once mm-hmm. in a while. Yeah. Um, which I think it does it better a little bit later. Right. Um, but. Yeah, but in this one, it's just two mummies and then a hammer knight again. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. but it's it's way too soon to repeat the hammer knight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like he comes he comes back later, and this might be just in the Alucard section mm-hmm. that he comes back later. He but does like, come back later in uh, yeah, okay. the Sifa. Yeah. 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 So, you know. A little too soon, but he's easy enough. The mummies are kind of a pain in the ass if you, if you unless you can take them out quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, and later, the mummy regular enemies are some of my least favorite in the game. Yeah, yeah. way too much HP. Like, yep. yeah. So you leave the ghost ship, and then I'm pretty sure I went to the Red Tower next. Um, it's called different things and different facts that I've seen, Eastern Guard Tower or whatever. Uh, I call it a really, really cool level. Um, I like it a lot. Um, mm-hmm. It's uh, it's kind of like the Clock Tower in that, you know, it's primarily uh, vertical. You're going up and then down again. Um, however, there are sections of it where uh, the tower starts sinking. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. this happens in another stage... Um, on the Alucard side, yeah, um, that, that I went through. And what I love about it is it doesn't sink gradually. No. It sinks in discrete chunks and makes a huge <laughs> sound. <laughs> yeah. So it's really tense, mm-hmm. you know, and it's, it's you know, it's pretty neat. Like, it's a really good auto-scroll, you know, instant death, like, bottom of the screen kills you, which I usually don't like. Right. But this one, it's really fun and really uh, kind of hectic. Yeah. Try to scramble up as fast as you can. It gives a good, like, narrative reason for it. Narrative probably isn't the right word, but I want to avoid using the word diegetic. Um, mm-hmm. But it, but it gives a good justification for why, um, you know, uh, the, the, the stage is scrolling. Whereas, you know, some of the less artful platformers would just be like, okay, screen's moving. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. die when you leave the camera. <laughs> yeah, which even happens in, like, Mario games. Yeah. And I like Mario games. That, that happens in Mario 3 all the time. Yeah. So yeah, it's I mean it's it's a good level. Other than that, you're spending a lot of time on s- stairs, which is not really that fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I think that I liked the gimmick enough, and the design is cool enough too. There's a lot of that, uh, you know, a lot of bright colors, which uh, which mm-hmm. pleases me. Shiny objects too. I just uh, go I go about and I yeah. collect them in order to put them into my nest. Um, Why not? <laughs> 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 yeah. Um, and then the boss here, I don't. And I could be wrong about this because I did play, you know, both pathways to an extent. Um, is Frankenstein, which I don't think I fought, and right. so I don't remember very much about him. It's Frankenstein's monster, Gary. Yeah, I get so upset when people make that mistake, and then I get more upset when people correct that mistake. I get upset when people correct that mistake. <laughs> yeah. So, 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 you, so, you, so you fight a Frankenstein on the way to fight a Dracula. Um, yeah. yeah. And, uh, See, everything can work that way. Uh, no, no. So, so, so you fight Frankenstein, and he does kind of like a Ninja Gaiden trick too, where his attacks bring down rocks. Mm. Although I suppose that'd be more of a Mega Man kind of thing. Yeah, that sounds. I actually now I kind of remember. I did. I think I did fight him um, a little bit later. 
He's in a different area on the Alucard playthrough, but he's yeah. not he's not tough. Right. Like he's a really easy boss fight. So Yeah. You can find safe spots to uh to, to fight him and then when he when he starts to bring rocks down, which is really his only effective attack, they blink for a couple of frames so you can quickly get out of the way. Yeah. Um yeah. yeah. Um if you took the back when it branched out, if you took the other pathway, mm-hmm. um you go down into the swamplands um and kind of take the the, the lower route in there. Mm-hmm. Um primarily like I remember this is a this is the orangest stage in video games <laughs> like it is so orange and uh there are guys who are on fire who are orange um who are just walking around uh and they introduced th- this later but they introduced it sooner on alucard's path are these melting blocks yeah where like and those those levels are really cool um where there's like kind of these blocks in your way and then there are drips of acid kind of from the ceiling mm-hmm. um that melt down and you can there are a couple different like little risk reward scenarios where you can uh wait a little while to have them reveal a candle or an alternate pathway, or you can get through as quickly as you can. Um, and obviously it hurts you. Right. And uh, you run into a uh, vampire bat boss, which I think that you fight in your playthrough later. I don't have... Because I fought him, I fight him twice. I think you fight him at the, uh, the cliffside mm. there. Or I think that's when they reconverge and, and we both fight him there, because I definitely fought him yeah. twice. I don't remember fighting a vampire bat. It's the bat that splits into other bats. Oh yeah, yeah, that one. Okay, yeah. I do. He sucks. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> unless you, unless you can just like put a bunch of holy water right where he spawns, because you can kill him without him getting a chance to move. Oh yeah. Um, that ended up being what I ended up using, using for him. Um, so you, you know, you get through that, and then you go through these mining caves, which uh, have kind of like uh, like oozes and slimes. Um, you know, uh, more melty blocks. It's kind of more of the same. Um, but then eventually you run into Alucard, which, uh, you know, he has a real goofy sprite. He's way too tall. Like, he doesn't look yeah. like his bear sprite. But he's very easy. Like, he just he dissolves into bats that don't hurt you mm-hmm. and then faces you and shoots fireballs at you. Um, so you can kind of just, like, kite past him when he's made of bats. And uh, you, you can get him on your side at that point. So at this point I had Grant, but I abandoned him for Alucard. Um, and Alucard's an interesting character because... He is, I mean, if there's a spectrum, um, he is as far on the traversal side as anything. Right. Um, he's really tall. He moves like way stiffer than, than, uh, Trevor even. He can't attack on stairs. Um, and his weapon is really weak. Like he shoots fireballs. If you get all, each one does half of a, a whip. Okay. Strength. So if you get all three, it's like 150% of a whip, but they shoot out in kind of a shotgun manner. So you have to be right next to an enemy to get all three. Right. So most times he is about half as effective as a whip. Um, but his big thing is that, in, you know, he, the only sub weapon he can use is a stopwatch, um, but he can turn into a bat by pressing uh, up and B or not up and B. That does something else. Uh, down and jump, I think, actually does it. And he uh, he turns into a bat, which drains your hearts, but allows you to fly around. Right. And that is huge for um, not so much for the rest of his area, but for Dracula's area. Yeah. Coming up. That is um, one of my big complaints about inadvertently taking the Sifa path. Yeah, yeah, because Alucard, you know, like I said, he sucks for almost everything, but he is wonderful for doing little shortcuts um, and even more powerful than Grant yeah. in, uh, in that respect. If you're going to use him as a character to actually fight through the levels, you need to start using him right away so you can power up that fireball right. because he's, he's worthless with one fireball. Um 
And then through here, you get to another section where there's a choice of up or down within this section, like a sub subsection, where you're either going down to the aqueducts or through a like another swampy area. Mm-hmm. Um, I went down, and this is where you start running into like fishmen, you know, classic, uh, classic Castlevania, you know, creature from the Black Lagoon. Yeah. Kind of creature, uh, which is such a weird thing for them to take. Like that's not a popular universal. That's by far the least popular universal monster. Um, but the big gimmick here is that each door is guarded by these skeleton dragon things, um, which are really tough. And when you kill them, they explode into money. So <laughs> as you do, well, as you do, you, you know, uh, the, their their blood is based on copper. So yeah, like that makes sense. Yeah. Too much iron in their blood. Um, <laughs> But the big thing that you do, the, the worst part of the Alucard path is uh, the kind of end boss of this before you get back to Dracula's castle, which is this, like, king skeleton dragon. Um, you have it in the notes here as the dragon king. Mm-hmm. Um, this guy is a fucking son of a bitch. Yeah. Like, uh, this guy is hard. What's so hard about him? I, I didn't even look up a, a YouTube of it. So you're in a really treacherous um, area where you're fighting him. Like, you have a limited number of platforms you can stand on. And you actually fight him twice. Like, the first one's not too bad. Um, but he just kind of circles around. You know, like, he... Uh, but there's, like, a lot of bosses that do this. Like, it does it in Strider, um, where he kind of just kind of scoots around. But he's really unpredictable and often will come at you from angles you cannot do anything about. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have to hit him in the face. Um, and you get him down to half health. He tries to drown you. So he <laughs> goes through the ceiling and opens up a, you know into a floodplain or something and uh, into the water table and starts flooding the area. Okay. So you have to escape while the water is slowly rising, um, which is really tricky and really cool music there too. Mm-hmm. Um, really tense. And if you can play, you know, if you're Alucard at this point, which you, you know, if you didn't keep Grant, um, you can skip a lot of it, which is really cool um, and really necessary. But then you get to the second half of it where you just have uh, either three or four two block platforms where he's doing this on so, like, you have to kind of jump between them, but sometimes he's coming at you from, like, a 45-degree angle upwards, you know, from the upper right, and you're on the left, and there's just nothing you can do. Oh, no. And that happened, and any time you get hit, you're going to fall off, because there's just two-by-two two platforms. So it's set up so where, unless you have your back to one of the walls, any time you get hit, you're going to fall into the water. Mm-hmm. Um, this took me a thousand fucking tries. Like, this is really hard. And you can cheese him, you know, with the, the holy water and everything, but I had a really hard time with this. Yeah. No, it sounds more elaborate than any other encounter that we've had. It right? is like with because the, the two parts and with him, you know, uh, changing the uh, the environment. Like it, sound, it sounds like something from a fucking Sonic game. Yeah, like, <laughs> a little bit. Um, yeah, it's a, it's really hard. Um, I had a really hard time with him. <laughs> stop, stop grilling me about it, Cole. No, no, I'm just. I'd I'm rather just forget. Like, the uh, yeah, it's, it's a it's a tough boss. It's not the hardest. Like the hardest single segment of the game is still coming up i think but yeah. uh this this is really really tough yeah so yeah and that's i think this is where they reconverge yes in dracula's castle yeah which is kind of like a dr wiley's uh you know like you've seen all the other stages and now here's this other whole world map that is revealed mm-hmm. yeah yep i'm um, starting out with this jagged cliffside path up to it because this is something we you have on your notes that i think you did this and i definitely did it yes i did it yeah. yeah. So. Yep. I don't remember very much about the path. Neither itself. do I. I mean, it was like like a lot of this, like any other platforming game, just kind of boils down to I jumped and I jumped and I jumped and I killed yeah. some shit. 
Yep. Um, so like, it, it, and definitely here where the, where the terrain gets a little bit more samey, uh, yeah. than, than in other areas. Um, it's hard to have specific recollection. However, you know, it, it is like a nice mix of horizontal and vertical Yeah, as 2d tends to be. Yep. When, it, when it's done by. Yeah, yeah. No, that was actually a pretty good joke. I apologize that I. Sorry. It's not too bad. Um, yeah. So, and this is the game is recycling bosses. Yeah. Like crazy at this point. Um, you know, you fight that, vamp- that splitting vampire bat again. Mm-hmm. Um, you fight another thing with the uh, the three coffins and the the weird soul that inhabits them. Yeah. Um, which is kind of tense because you don't know what's going to come. Like the first time you get there, you're like shit, three bosses, and you know mm-hmm. which one is going to come out of each one. Yeah, uh, which is pretty cool. But the uh, the bosses are all bosses you fought before, except for this like flying demon thing that's really <laughs> underwhelming. Yeah, yeah. I remember having a like a marginal amount of trouble with them, but yeah. it's the fireballs. Like he's really easy to dodge his kind of slam attack. Yeah, but uh, the fireballs can get you. Um, but you can whip them out of the way. Mm. Um, and then you fight mummies and another uh, hammer thing again so yeah then you move to the ancient castle bridge which is another kind of like water level uh i had not up to this point encountered the fishmen Mm -hmm. uh so it was you know kind of fun to 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 get them there especially fighting them in the uh in the flow of the water yeah yeah and this is that part where saifa can freeze the water um, if you have the frozen thing which is a huge help for this and elucard can kind of just skip it like there's right. a lot of these levels where you can just like the stairway up is right in front of you and you have to go all the way to the left up some stairs and all the way to the right to get out. Right. And if you're Grant or uh, Alucard, you just kind of go directly to the end. Right. Um, which is what I did for a lot of them. And I got stuck um, with the loser. Yeah. Yeah. She's not the loser, man. I know. She's, she's I know. Really good. Um, I, just yeah. want, I just want something <laughs> to be upset about. Huh. Victim <laughs> mentality. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, you know, you eventually you get through um, through this area and you get to the entranceway to Dracula's castle where you fight what's probably, I don't know if this is harder than Dracula, but this boss is fucking a monster. <laughs> the water dragons? No, no, no. But the water dragons are not too bad. Like, they're kind of mini bosses at this point. I've already fought them. I was talking about death. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, okay, so, so so we're skipping up just a little bit. Yeah, the... uh, yeah, I don't remember anything about the courtyard. And I think that this might be yeah. something where our notes got confused because we have that boss rush fight listed uh, twice. True. And you don't do it twice. So yeah. forgive, you know, forgive us for fucking that up a little bit. <laughs> yeah, that's, that um, is all me. That is all me. Don't worry. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, death. Good God, death. Yeah. Yep, like, yep. It's, so his the, first phase, not too much of a problem. I, I still had a hard time with the first phase too. Like it's the, it's the, the tyranny of 45 degree angles. Like oh, yeah, yeah. things coming at you. So he just produces four scythes that kind of fly at you and fly around. And while he's moving around as well, and you just kind of, have, you know, these limited platforms jumping out of his way. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's really hard to consistently shoot these scythes out of the air. Right. Um, you know, especially if they're coming, you know, at you from behind, it takes you so long to whip. So if there was one in front of you, you're whipping and one behind you, mm-hmm. you know, I got, I mean, this was really, really tough. And then, and then after you beat him in this phase, he turns into this gigantic, like pretty spooky looking skull, <laughs> skull thing. Yeah. Um, uh, a skull who can spawn bullet hell scythes. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yep, yep, yep. Yep. And yeah, there's no rhyme or reason to it. They just show up and then you have to hope and pray that your jump trajectory can get you over where they randomly spawn. Yeah. Otherwise, you're just done. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is this is the boss where I started saving, like save scumming. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. 
it's uh it's it's upsetting to say the least. Yeah. Yeah. You know, very tough. Um, you beat him. You do uh, right after this uh, is one of the hardest sequences in the game, where you're crawling up those stairs back and forth. Yeah. And each landing has one of those dragons mm-hmm. on it, and there are gargoyles coming from right and left. Like that's really tough. Even as Alucard, like even being able to fly past it, mm-hmm. that part's really, really difficult. Like, where are you getting the hearts to fuel all of this? The uh, uh, just being diligent. Yeah. Like I, like I have, you know. And the other thing is, you only have to be. So a lot of these little skips, you only have to fly for like a second. Okay. Like it takes one heart. You just jump, fly, turn back into Alucard. Um, one cool thing about Alucard, though, um, that's a, a neat little advantage is if you're getting knocked into a pit. Um, to, you can turn into Alucard in the air and then turn into the bat. Oh, yeah. So, like, I use it to save myself from death a lot of times, too. And you knocked into something. Okay. Huh. So it's like a second chance. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Neat. So that's really hard. Then you get to the <laughs> next really hard part. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we, we can assume it's really hard from here on out, I think. Yeah. Yeah, this is one of the hardest, like, endings of a game that we've done. Yeah. This might be the hardest game we've done for the show that I beat. Yeah. You know, um, yeah, this is really, I mean, I guess that's, that's hard to say because like, uh, you know, something <laughs> like a uh, shadow run is hard. Right. Um, but this is, this is fucking, this is really, really tricky. And this Medusa bridge. Yeah. It just, it's unnecessary. It's yeah. like, I just found myself just like, uh, yeah. The, uh, uh, it introduced like earlier, these platforms that flip around if you jump on them. Right. So you're incentivized just to walk across them, but these ones have spikes on the other end. So if you do jump on them and manage to not die from that, then that area is now no go. All sl- while you know a gauntlet of Medusa heads are coming towards you. They salt the earth behind you. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Which may which may or may not be literally deadly for Alucard. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah. I mean, and he's it's hard to fly through Medusa areas as Alucard. Yeah, um, because uh, if you get hit, you get turned back into uh, your human form or your Dampier form, um, like Blade. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yep. yep. Yeah, it's the best Blade video game hmm. right here. Um, Wouldn't Symphony of the Night be the best Blade video game? Yep. Okay. Um, <laughs> in, indeed. Uh, the uh, but you, know, you get through this this area, and you get to the second to last boss of the game, um, which is a weird like water clone. Yeah. It's it's some kind of a miraculous ooze that imprints upon you. Yeah, 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 yep. Um, Everything refers is, to it as the doppelganger, but this is a real NES trope. Yeah, like fighting like the dark version of yourself. This yeah. happened in like you know nine out of ten Nintendo games. Yeah, Zelda two. Yeah, yeah. Well, pretty much just these two <laughs> 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 of yeah. notable NES games. This happens in two of them. In my math, there are two point two NES games. Okay, so. <laughs> The, uh, Dark uh, Mario. Yeah. <laughs> well, that guy shows up in uh, Mario Galaxy. Wario. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, the Wario, the literal Dark Wario <laughs> shows up. Um, <laughs> oh no, Dark Wario. Wouldn't he help you? <laughs> that would be that would be rough, man. Huh. Dark Wario, darker than dark. Huh. Um, there's an exploit for this guy. Like yeah. if you transform into your clone version, he does as well, but it takes him a little bit longer. Right. So you can you can take advantage of them that way. If you want this fight to take seven hours. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. That's true. It is like a full like five seconds to transform. Yeah. It is really, really slow. Yeah. I ended up like just like, like this fight is just about tricking him into trying to make jumps he can't make. Mm. 
So like studying the jump arcs throughout the course of the game up to this point helped mm-hmm. me out a little bit. Yeah. He's real susceptible to holy water as well. Like if you have managed to hold on to your like triple holy water, like that'll serve you real well here. Yeah. Um, I wish I got rid of it though. Cause it's useless against Dracula. Yeah. Um, but this is the last boss where that kind of helps you cheese it. Mm-hmm. Um, and next year you're in the inner sanctum. So it's kind of this like gauntlet of like final boss, like <laughs> yeah. fake endings and final bosses here. Yeah. But uh, you do the classic, um, and this is this is something from all Castlevania games, the the staircase up to Dracula's chamber. Yeah. Well, before that, you do that uh, downward scrolling Medusa. Oh, yeah, yeah. Where it introduces Medusa heads and crumbling blocks. <laughs> I so, like, I don't think that, there's yeah. any stable, like, there's almost no stable platforms. Right. And they're either falling apart or they are gears of a clock. And then you go over this jumping, like, these jumping pendulums uh, mm-hmm. to get there in order yeah. to get to that the stairs up to Dracula. And again, like uh, absolutely perversely, in the American version, if you die to Dracula, you go back to the beginning of this area <laughs> and have to do this whole clock tower again, whereas the Japanese version starts you at the bottom of the stairs. Right. But uh, many ways in which the Japanese version is like a lot easier mm-hmm. than the, uh, the American version. Yeah. I think one of our responses speaks to that a little mm-hmm. bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then you're at Dracula. Dracula, really, really hard. Yeah. So hard. So there's three phases. Um, the first one's pretty easy. Mm-hmm. Like, he does this kind of fire thing where he sets up these pillars that kind of surround you, mm-hmm. and then a pillar goes in between those two. So if you have enough space to dodge out of that, you can get out of there pretty easily. Right. And that's his only move. You just have to smack him in the head. Yeah. Which is which is tough, given, given your jump arc, and it really limits the number of uh, frames that are available for you to do damage to him. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. And then he turns into like one of the creepier NES sprites I've ever seen. Yeah, this weird brain pillar thing. Yeah, these like six like like weeping, vomiting heads yeah. that are all conjoined mm-hmm. together. Like just kind of stitched together. Um, really disgusting. And it just it moves it like moves around like a DVD screensaver yeah. that, that vomits on you. Like vomits acid on you. Yeah. Like, uh, I, I would like to see some kind of like a you know Pokemon evolution tree for the different forms of Dracula, starting with <laughs> starting with each of these. I mean, you starting with his base form, which I assume is some kind of uh, foppish lord, you know, yeah. with his with his cloak and whatnot, and then just <laughs> descending into these just you know brain shattering horrors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The the uh, uh, the other thing about this guy is when you're attacking him, you're like you have to hit all of the heads. Like yeah. you're literally just whipping the flesh off of them because then they become skulls. Yeah. Afterwards, which you know, nightmare pretty, reducing. Yeah. Yeah, pretty pretty gross. <laughs> Get to flay the skin from his bones. Yep. 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 And then you turn into like the he turns into a gigantic demon, <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah. Um, which ends up playing out like the uh, the the boss fight from Sigma uh, from uh, Ma- uh, Mega Man Mega Man X. X. Yeah. Yeah. Sigma. Yep. Yeah. Um, because the uh, the there are no platforms that are steady that will give you access to his weak point, mm-hmm. but there are platforms on the floor that will float up to him. Yeah. Well, he shoots these lasers out of his hands <laughs> at you. Um, this was I wish I had had a better sub weapon. Like the uh, the holy water does nothing for this, right? You know, because there's no way to put uh, it next to his face and let it like really burn him. So yeah. I had a really hard time with this. The axe is helpful. Yeah, I oh, I imagine so. Axe or the boomerang mm-hmm. would do would do great work. 
yeah. here. And uh, you just have to really take it slow. Like, I found myself able to dodge most of his attacks. Like, uh, in the American version, his laser hands track you. In the Japanese version, they're smaller and they're random. So this one, you can kind of kite him out, you know, until you got a favorable platform configuration and then get a couple of whips on his face. But it was definitely the longest boss fight for me was this third phase. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, but eventually, you know, you can wear him down. Mm -hmm. Um, It's really hard. And if I had every time I died, if I had to go back to the beginning of the stage, I wouldn't have done it. Right. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) So but saving I I save state at the beginning of each phase. So yeah. I wasn't totally safe coming for this because like I the the boss of this like I didn't I don't think this guy is as hard as death. Like right. or any individual phase of him is as hard as death. Yeah. I had a, I had a hard time with death. Yeah, so. death was death was definitely the pinnacle of my of yeah. my save stating. Um yep. Yeah. Cuz it, it's less predictable. Yeah. Than this is. I think um, that I saved the most during the second phase, but that was just because his pattern was really hard to uh Yeah. To and he's, a, he's he's so huge. Yeah. So he, he carves such a wide swath through the screen real estate that, yeah. you know, it's if you and you would kind of make choices and not know that they were fucking you over until later. Like you could go up against the wall, not know that he's going to come in downwards and there wouldn't be enough clearance to get over or under him. Mm-hmm. So it'd just be the slowly advancing horror. Right. On you. So, yeah. But then uh, you beat him and but you get you're... the uh, you beat, you get the ending. Yeah. The the ending, the the the, the closing cutscene um, with the with the dialogue the two sentences that describe what happens to everybody yep yep and it it varies depending on your companion yep and uh and some of them show up later and some of them never do (laughs) some of them are just lost to the ether yep yeah and that's castlevania 3 yeah it's a good game yeah it's a great game yeah like it's it's probably you know one of the one of the best nes games Mm -hmm. um this is like late in the cycle too i mean well, like, when did Super Castlevania Four come out? Like, it probably couldn't have been more than like a year, year and a half after this. Mm-hmm. I mean, it can't yeah. like like this. This came out after Castlevania Four in Europe. Yeah, so they're more or less contemporaries, and they're both like really, really good. Like, I have a lot of affection for these late era NES games, like this, the Kirby game that came out. Yeah, really late for it, where it's just really showing off like people who had mastered what to do with it. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, yeah. And like I'm going to just cause your the top of your head to blow off, but like some of the graphical tricks that are done in here are like almost as good as Battletoads, honestly, which like oh, was, yeah. was entirely uh you know, graphics over substance for the NES yeah. era. You yeah. Know? I mean I mean there there are some charms to Battletoads. Yeah. But Battletoads is like a good example of a game that like that I don't think Battletoads is that bad of a game, but the the parts that Battletoads is hard, mm-hmm. the ways that it's hard just involve you, because you haven't memorized it. Right. You know, that's why Battle Heart Toads is hard. It is just memorizing a long pattern. Right. And that is difficult in real life, just as it is in video games. Mm-hmm. Whereas this is hard in a way that is just like so so much more fair and yeah. so much more uh, like kind of strategic. Yeah. Um, you're, yeah. You're, you're kind of memorizing. I'm not even sure which of these would be the right words, but I'm just going to say these intrinsic patterns that are like mm-hmm. this enemy will, will behave this way, you know, at this time. Yeah, right. Every time. Yep. Um, again, like Dark Souls. Yep. And I, you know, I would I would love to trace back that first comparison between those two because it's really apt. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, and, like and, even reading some of these, like you know these uh, these stage titles, I'm thinking like, man, how awesome would it be to play that in, a, in Dark Souls? I want to go to the flooded city of dragons. I want to go to the jagged cliffside path. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Ancient castle bridge. Although I suppose there are a couple of those. Yeah. Dark Souls too. <laughs> Take a look at it. Yeah. 
<laughs> the ghost ship? Come on. That would be, that would be an amazing Dark Souls level. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, uh, uh, so yeah, really, really good game. Um, I think it's, rec- if you have any tolerance for difficulty yeah. in a game, like if that does not an immediate turn off, which I don't blame anybody for whom it is. Right. You know, like there's definitely, um, I understand people who, you know, they don't play video games, you know, in order to lose. Right. right? Like they, they don't want to have the game teach them anything. They don't want to have a challenging experience. You know, they just want to, you know, to have the experience and that's fine. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't begrudge anyone that. We're all adults um, here. Yeah, exactly. Like that's, that's fine. And we all have wives and children and it's sometimes, you know, difficult to find the time to play video games and you have to be very deliberate about how you're planning to spend your time. Mm-hmm. That all makes sense to me. But if you do have some tolerance for, you know, NES difficult games, mm-hmm. um, this is definitely one of the best. Yeah. So I think it's kind of a must play. Yeah. Like even in the most expensive scenario, like on a Wii for virtual console, it's like five bucks. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You can, you can do much worse. Yeah. And I would say if you're only going to play one of the, I mean, uh, what is the one that came out on the PSP as well? Um, in addition to something that I like, Oh, like the remake of like Dracula X. Yeah. 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 That's a really good, that's super good. Yeah, that's a great, difficult, yeah. old-school Castlevania as well. So, Rondo of Blood, too, is really good. But Is Rondo of Blood the Genesis one? Yeah. Yeah, that one's pretty good, too. So like, I, But I would say that, that uh, Dracula X and this one are probably the two best old mm-hmm. Castlevanias. So if, if you like that, uh, if you try it and you like that gameplay, these are the two places to start. Right. Um, and if you haven't played the Symphony, you know, you haven't played Symphony of the Night, come on. <laughs> what is Get Cause, your, cause, like, get your life a, together. Come on. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's hard to say that, like, I like that. That's my favorite Castlevania game. It's hard to just say it's better than this because they're so different. Right, yeah. It's... You know, but that, you know, and that game is not very hard. No. You know, that's not about difficulty. It's about empowerment and about, uh, you know, exploring cool environments with kick and rad music. Yeah. Stuff. So it's apples you know, and dampiers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Apples, the dampiers. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I prefer, I prefer but... cards against humanity. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have no final thoughts. As we said at the beginning, this episode is brought to you by audible.com. And for you, our dear listeners, audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30 day trial give you the opportunity to check out their service and uh for listeners of this show we try to do a recommendation um last week uh richard matheson died true i don't know if uh everybody knows that but he wrote you know a lot of twilight zone episodes you like Mm -hmm. uh, most likely and he also wrote uh, i am legend which is a great book never mind the the will smith vehicle of the same name what is with will smith ruining good sci-fi you know, I don't know. It's just his thing. It's <laughs> listen. It's his millennium. We're just living it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, he uh, Will Smith. I'm not a big fan. Like he seems like he's a perfectly nice guy. Oh yeah. I thought Hitch was pretty underrated, mm-hmm. but uh, the things they did. To I am Legend is terrible because I am Legend is a awesome book. Right. And uh, just you know, they. I've never. It's so hard for me to imagine an adaptation missing the point so completely. Yeah. Well, like excising it, taking the teeth out entirely. Especially which... when the, the point is the, the title, like it's yeah. right there. Like, like you are the, the monster, you son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. The, the stinger is in, yeah. It's in the thing. Like it is not, uh, uh, yeah. and I guess there was like an original ending that was a little closer to, but it still was stupid, but it didn't test um, well. So they had to take it away. Yeah. Because awful. Yeah. Um, but the book I Am Legend is av- available on audible.com. Mm-hmm. Um, totally worth it. 
it, uh, it, it's uh, worth your time reading. I have a collection of uh, his short stories that came with the uh, with came with I Am Legend and a bunch of his short stories, mm-hmm. and they're all awesome. Yeah, like uh, Richard Matheson rules. Yeah, and uh, recommend that. And it is you know vampire-y. <laughs> True. Yeah. Oh, that is that, that that is remarkably appropriate. Yeah, it's almost like he did that on purpose. Yeah, exactly. Um, so again, you know, uh, go check that. And it also helps us out a lot too. So you're enriching yourself. You're enriching us by going to audibletrial.com forward slash watch out for fireballs. Yes, Roars. So that music means that it is time to do some shout outs for our Kickstarter backers. Yes. And we're going to gonna do 10 of them just like we did last time. And we're going to do 10 until they're all done. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. So uh, first off, thank you very much to Carlo. Yes. Thank uh, you, Carlo. Longtime fan of the network. Started out with uh, those damn Ross kids. And, awesome. Uh, yeah. Longtime supporter for us. Thanks, uh, Carlo. Additionally, Jala. Jala Prendis. Uh, yeah. was, a, was a backer for us, uh, one of our most vocal fans. Thank you so much, Shala, for your continued support. Yeah, super fan. Like she's, uh, yeah. she gave us our first piece of like physical media. True. I have a comic that she she drew, mm-hmm. um, that's based on something from the first episode. Oh wow, definitely. Um, yeah. So she's she's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, Jimmy Speakeasy, which again, like yeah. Dick, noted noted Dick Tracy villain Jimmy Speakeasy. <laughs> um, thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> um, Samuel Bear. Uh, frequent mm-hmm. uh, contributor to Abject Suffering, which is fun. Yeah, yep. Uh, again, also another frequent Abject Suffering contributor, uh, Bane Nimir, or Blaine. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I typoed it Bane, but I didn't correct it, so. Ah, uh, yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Blaine Nimir. I actually know your name. Why did I read? I just, sometimes when something's in front of you, you just read it. Oh, yeah. Even if you know know better. I know your name, Blaine. Yeah. Um, I know your name. Um, thank you <laughs> very got much. Your, I've got your badge number, mister. Yeah. Uh, we also have the badge number of Brian Pinkos, another super fan. Yeah. Who, uh, who is going to party with us. Yeah. At the, uh, at, uh, the weekend of the Portland retro gaming expo, yeah. which is going to be a blast. So yeah. yeah. Oh man. I'm looking forward to that. Like crazy. Me too. Um, mm-hmm. and then there's Jonathan. Yep. <laughs> who asked us yeah. to please pronounce exclama- ex- exclamation mark. Yep. So, so uh, thank you, Jonathan. <laughs> um, next is uh, Brett Murphy. Mm-hmm. So thank you very much, Brett. Again, there's the Abject Suffering Rose Gallery. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Matt Abrahamson. Yep. Thank you, Matt. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that. And then last but not least, Alan. Alan. Hey, Alan. <laughs> we'll miss you most of all. Yeah, in some ways, Alan. <laughs> in some ways, you'll be the one that I miss most of all. We'll make it to California someday, Alan. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so thank you, Kickstarter backers. Yeah. It's yeah. it's it's fantastic. We're starting to roll that stuff out. We're going to make announcements about uh, uh, some of the first stuff that's going to come out for everybody that you watch out mm-hmm. for interaction stuff here in the next section. Yeah. yeah. So that's that's the uh, the the very soon, almost the next thing to watch for. Yeah. Um, if just a quick reminder, if you are listening and you haven't given us your discussion prompt, yes. do so because we're recording it soon and it is coming out right after the next episode, which is which is Indigo Prophecy, which <laughs> both Gary and I have been playing ahead. I think Gary's reacting more negatively to it than I did. <laughs> yeah, it will be it will be an interesting episode because I I. I feel like if, if you're on the Facebook page, like I feel like this game literally is just a downwards 45 degree angle starting very high 
but ending very low. <laughs> like by the end of this, I kind of hated it. Um, not as a product on the end. Like I still think it's worth playing. Yep. There are things it does that are really neat. But Jesus Christ, <laughs> like it start pissing me off. Like yeah, it shits the bed. Um, God, it, it, it's it, man thoroughly and consistently. Yeah, like it is just it it's it shits the bed. The way that like somebody shits so, like okay. <laughs> Imagine somebody who's like shitting the bed. Like one reason to shit the bed is like you're having some stomach problems, you know, and you think you're going to fart, but you accidentally shit the bed. That's one way to shit the bed. <laughs> this game starts shitting the bed like YOLO. Like it, it just doesn't like there's no there's no reason to use the toilet anymore. Like this is like I don't wanna get up. This is this it shits the bed like Bukowski shit the bed. <laughs> like it is just because it doesn't want to do any better. <laughs> what what if Charles Bukowski was alive at the age of YOLO? Yeah. <laughs> YOLO. Um, <laughs> like uh th- this game, but man, does it do some fucking yeah. infuriating things. Um So there's some things to note about this. You can't get it on the PC, but the controls are balls. Um You have it, to yeah, you, it takes a while to get used to. And yeah. it won't play it will play with a PC controller, but not an Xbox controller. Right. Um, cause the game came out before the Xbox did. So you can't map the second analog stick, yeah. which is necessary. So it took a little while for me to get to work. I eventually got it to work and the yeah. controls were not, uh, the other thing I would say, if you want to play this and again, I'm guardedly saying you should play it, uh, <laughs> play it on easy yep. because the things that the difficulty changes are the worst things of the game. Right. So like it just makes it worse mm-hmm. to have a higher difficulty. Right. So, um, yeah. after that, uh, we are doing our watch out for interaction special. Um, which are you know your discussion props? It's gonna be kind of a free forum, kind of a celebration anniversary kind of thing where we talk about what you guys want us to talk about. Yeah, so I'm gonna be sending out um, reminders to everybody who hasn't. It's only a handful, um, but just to just say like, hey, get these in if you want it to be part of the big episode. Um, you know, we we'll do what we can to answer your prompts. You know, as they trickle in afterwards. But uh, mm-hmm. you really want to be in there with everybody else, I think, because it's yeah. gonna be a good time. Get in the pool. Um, after that we are doing our big summer RPG yes I'm so excited about this two parter on Final Fantasy 7 yeah Um, I started playing a while back and put it down for a while to play these other games Mm -hmm. but uh, it was still fun I just got out of Midgar Mm -hmm. so I haven't gotten too far into it we'll we'll determine our breaking point um, hopefully by next episode yeah that seems fair Um, the halfway point this is a big game yeah there's gonna be long episodes Um, and the uh, this game also just came out on Steam Yes, the PC version. Yep, so twelve dollars if you want to play it on your computer. It feature has a weird feature in it. Have you seen this thing? Yeah, just max out your stats. Yeah, there's (laughs) just a cheat function built into it, so you can just max your levels in it. Which is like, don't do that. Don't do that because like the combat's good. (laughs) Yeah, well, it's so it's yeah. I I said on Facebook, but like the that's the idea is if you just want to play it for the story, you do that. But you're still slogging through the same number of like random battles. Right. I would love an option that like doubled XP and halved your random encounters. Yeah. Or, or like, like let's Cthulhu saves the world this shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Cause it's like, it's, it's a JRPG. I, you know, I get sick of random fights as much as anybody, maybe even a little bit more. So like that wanting to get around that, mm-hmm. I understand, but this does not get around that. And the combat is actually really fun and planning out your characters. And that's kind of where the meat of the game is. Right. Um, and I like, I like the story of Final Fantasy seven as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so you can play it on PC though. So it's widely available. It's also on PSN, uh, PlayStation network, mm-hmm. um, you know, for pretty cheap, I think $10. Yeah. $10, yeah. nine ninety nine. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, and then after that, we've got our stuff planned, but we're not quite ready to announce it, mm-hmm. but it is all very cool. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. 
So um, if you're noticing right. that there's no uh, contact or not contact stuff here, there's there, there's no interaction stuff. Um, that's because those have been offloaded to the extra sodes as we announced last episode. So uh, listen next week for your responses. And if you have any thoughts on Indigo Prophecy or uh, Final Fantasy VII, go ahead and send those over to our uh, to our contact channels, which are. Uh, mm-hmm. either duckfeed.tv slash contact or the, uh, the Facebook group, uh, those pop up there. That's facebook.com slash watch out for fireballs. Or we have a voicemail number, which is 419-834-WOFF. Yep. Um, if you are a fan of what we do, um, you can check out some of our other shows. Uh, probably the one that shares the most DNA, if you don't like Dark Souls, is, uh, Abject Suffering, which we recently released. Um, it is us playing bad games that you suggest. Uh, we both really like it. It's a shorter show, mm-hmm. um, low calorie, you know, God, I'm turning into coal. Um, <laughs> way, way to, Don't uh, you say that like it's a bad thing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, way to, way to get into us. The most recent uh, episode we did at this time is Michael Jackson's moonwalker. Mm-hmm. And, um, and coming yep. up next is, uh, it's a game about, or an episode about, uh, the where's Waldo game for NES. Yeah. Yipes. <laughs> um, so you can, you can suggest games for that via the, uh, the contact as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yep. So we don't pimp it too much, but, uh, it's been a little bit since we've had a new iTunes review. So if you're listening and you haven't gone there yet, uh, it is really quick to go in there and give us a star rating or, or something or other. I'd do it for like a 50th, uh, 50th episode anniversary gift for us. Sure. Um, sure. And, and the thing is, I mean, we're, we're doing pretty good as far as things, but we, you know, we've got this live show coming up. I would love to like fill that room too. So some people are coming up to see it and, you know, anything, any feathers we have in our pod cap. <laughs> that, that we can use to say, hey, check us out. We've got X iTunes ratings. We've got this, this, this. It helps us out a lot. So, yeah. it, you know, many of you listening have already done so. Really appreciate it. But if yeah. you haven't told your friends or left a review or done any of that stuff, um, that stuff is, you know, as if not more important than any of the financial stuff you can do. Right. Which is, so. you know, the Amazon link on the tip jar, blah, 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 you know. Yeah. Yeah. You know that stuff. Yep. So, uh, yeah, I think that's it. Yeah. Um, until next time, Cole, what should they watch out for? Whips. Medusa heads. Whips. Anything flying. Whips. <laughs> well, they, they should watch out for whips. We should watch out for Medusa heads. And fireballs. Yeah, that, that, that's the reason why Shawshank is uh, such a wonderful. Yeah, it wouldn't yeah. be a good movie if like he did it. You know, it, it would make it a much weirder movie. It would. Like, yeah. who am I rooting for? All of a sudden, I'm rooting for the warden. What? Yeah, I hate the warden. Yeah, <laughs> he's obtuse. <laughs>